two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls it too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. All right, a welcome back to another mistake. episode of No Time Out, a slightly mistake. special edition episode that's been doing pretty much exclusively football with Pope and Kyrie for pretty much the whole season. You know, that episode will come out later this week as we do our final one for the Super Bowl. However, a lot has happened, you know, in the NBA. You know, like I said, the Super Bowl is here. The All-Star Game's coming. So that means the, the NBA season is finally worth taking seriously as we head into the playoffs. Had big news, big, big news with Kyrie first demanding a trade and then within about 48 hours or so getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks who, you know, we'll talk about, you know, that those implications and uh, and all those things. They, they definitely seem desperate in their own right. But before we get to that, like I said, we got I got a, not a first time guest, but a guest that doesn't come on as often. Uh, my man, Tashawn, what's, what's going on, man? Oh, bro, I'm in I'm in Derek Carr watch right now. He he made it out of the Pro Bowl today unhurt, so he can he can still be traded. So got like got like ten days for the Raiders to open a door on on a quarterback search. So that's that's what I'm locked in on right now. Yeah, which is really crazy because it's like I mean we can say whatever we want about Derek Carr, but I don't feel like the QB market now that Brady's retired has a quarterback that is clearly better than Derek Carr. So he seems like he's just a scapegoat more than anything. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the trade market, you have Aaron Rodgers, and so um, he's definitely the, the top dog. And I mean, as Aaron Rodgers, I mean, look, we have to have a conversation about Aaron. Is he? I'm not gonna say he's worse than Derek Carr, but how much better in 2023? Had because that's the thing, Brady tricked not tricked us, but is an outlier in terms of the age of when quarterbacks are supposed to start getting bad. Similar to LeBron in the NBA, like. We're like all of a sudden, like when we see someone is 36 or 37, we're like, yeah, they got a couple more years, maybe. But in reality, especially in the NFL, once you're once you about hit about 40. I can't think of too many quarterbacks who I would consider, you know, good, let alone top 10 uh, in the NFL outside of a Brady. So looking at Aaron Rodgers, who's what, 38, 39, like 40, knocking on that 40 year old, 40 year old door. His play has gone down. The past, I mean, I know Devontae Adams not there, but he there were just certain times he just wasn't making throws. Period. I don't care who was out there. So that's my question: is how much better do you would you even consider Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I or consider, how big of an upgrade? Yeah, I would still consider him vastly better than than Derek Carr. I mean, like I know I understand what you're saying about the age thing, but like we just saw Aaron Rodgers at age 37 and 38 win back to back MVP awards. So like, I mean, that's true. But know, the, I know he had a, he had a down year. Yeah, he had a down year, but fast. Even within a down year, he still had a, a pretty good year. It was down for Aaron Rodgers, but that's because Aaron Rodgers is one of the top 10 greatest quarterbacks ever. And, you know, theoretically for a team like the Raiders, uh, the last time we saw Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams, what do you do? You went back-to-back MVPs. And they ha- also have Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs and et cetera. And so if it, it depends on what kind of team you are, how close you feel like Man, you are to they got They got everything. They got everything. But the most important thing you need for an old quarterback, and that's a good offensive line. That's fair. That's fair. And so, I mean, it's very team dependent. I would say it kind of depends where you are and who you are. Like the Jets, they have a strong defense and when healthy, they have a good offensive line. They have some talented weapons. 
And so he could be a piece for a team like that that, that makes them a serious contender. The Raiders, they yeah. have a lot of holes. They have a you know, offensive line help. Their entire defense needs help. And so they're further away. And so trading, let's say, with the Packers asking prices reportedly two first round picks, it may not be worth it because after you do that and spend the money that it takes to acquire Aaron Rodgers, you'd have to pay him. It doesn't all hit this year, but you'd have to have $59 million in a signing bonus ready to acquire him split over the next two seasons. Like, can you? Yeah, I heard all- the Raiders are broke. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I will <laughs> say, like, that's I will rumor, say, rumor on the street. They are not a. Uh, they are not a team that uh, just has sixty million dollars in cash sitting around. I will say that, but um, yeah. So it's it, it's dependent for sure. It's definitely not a like yeah anywhere any team in the league should definitely make this move for Aaron Rodgers. But I still think that he's a guy that, and I'm high on. I'm I'm, I'm probably more. I have a more favorable view of Derek Carr than most people. Uh, maybe because I didn't cover him as long. I've only covered him for three seasons. Uh, but to me, he's like a cool 12 to 15 range quarterback. If that's, if you're, if you're ranking them. Yeah. And I would put him in that Dak, Dak Prescott range. Yeah. And he's good. Like he's a good quarterback. Yeah, He's, solid. Not, he's like, he's not great. Like, a, like Kirk yeah. cousins, like in that same general area. Yeah. But he can, if he's surrounded by certain things, he can look great in moments. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing yeah. with all those quarterbacks, yeah. those quarterbacks, you know, that I think those three that we named are as good as the team you put with them. Yeah, you give them a great team, they'll be great. If you give them a bad team, they will be bad. Yeah, and I know it looks rough, like because he's most likely going to get cut um, before the February fifteenth deadline, where like forty about forty million dollars of his, his his contract becomes guaranteed, and that obviously eliminates the opportunity for the Raiders to just release him if they can't find a trade. He has a no trade clause, but uh, you know him hitting the open market, I still think he'd have you know a pretty strong market. Like I'm not saying he's this level of player, but. We saw Peyton Manning get cut coming off a neck injury <laughs> and, you know, he bounced back and, and you know, won a suit. Obviously, obviously he had deteriorated by the time he won a Super Bowl, but he played at a high level with the Broncos initially after signing that deal. And and so I don't think that teams are suddenly going to be like, oh, well, Derek Carr sucks now just because the Raiders Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might be the only quarterback that you could say definitively is better than Derek Carr in terms of who can realistically be had uh, on the market. But I wanted to go back to Aaron Rodgers really quick before – we get to the big, you know, NBA topic, which is the Kyrie trade. Uh, and t- I want to run a team body that I think actually should go after him um, that I don't think anyone's talking about, but I actually think it kind of makes sense. Uh, I actually said this on Unseen. Uh, you know, folks don't know Unseen is, you know, some extra stuff that we do on the side. But either way, I said that Aaron Rodgers, they should make a trade with the Cowboys. I know he was with hmm. Mike McCarthy, and I, they have some – I mean, a pass. I don't know what their what their standing is, but I'm sure that they are in a good enough standing to be professionals again. I'm not obviously able to be friends. I think the Cowboys clearly don't like Dak Prescott. I, the salaries are very similar in terms of you know you might have to add a little something here and there, but they're in the same ballpark salary wise um, for for a little swap. Uh, and I I just think it makes sense for both parties. Like if you're the Packers and you're like you're not entirely sure about Jordan Love, you want like a, a bridge quarterback. You know, maybe you give Dak one year and he might be someone you can get off next year if you feel like Jordan Love is ready. Um, and he's a good consolation. You're not going to really get a better quarterback than, than Dak, I think, if you're getting rid of a, you know, we just talked about how good Aaron Rodgers is. And on the flip side, Dallas put all those chips in. Why not? You got CeeDee Lamb. You got Tony Pollard. You got the O-line. You got the defense. You're clearly a quarterback away. Why would you not say, hey, you want Dak? maybe some salary filler and, and a pick and give us Aaron Rodgers. Who says no? Yeah, I think 
I think there's a lot of, I'd have to look at it, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of cap reasons why that may not be possible just because of the, because if the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, they have a huge dead money hit that takes up a lot of the cap space. And I'm pretty sure the same thing is true for the Cowboys just because if people don't know when, when contracts with quarterbacks, especially they get a big signing bonus and it's used to lower the, the cap hit early on in their contract. But once you get later on in their contract, that money counts against your salary cap in a, in a very large way. And both right. both Prescott and Rodgers have contracts that are like that. And so I don't even know if it's possible. But just theoretically, if it is like a quarterback swap, because some team, some people have thrown it out there of for the Raiders. You know, do you offer Derek Carr and, you know, some stuff for Aaron Rodgers? And the thing is with the Packers is if they move on from Aaron Rodgers, it's not – they're shifting into a different world. They're shifting into rebuild. They're not trying to keep competing really in the immediate future because Aaron Rodgers is better than all these other guys. And so if that was the case, they would just keep him and then try to keep winning with him, which I think they would prefer to do. But if they do move on from him, I think they're going to make some other changes throughout the roster. Cause they're a team that while they didn't have a good season, I believe they're about $15 million over the cap. And so they're going to have to make some moves to get under the cap anyway. And especially, like I said, if they trade Aaron Rodgers, they have a pretty big dead money hit this year. And so they're going to have to get rid of some veterans that are pretty good to even like field a team next year, just, just off the rules. Cause the NFL is a league with a hard salary cap. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think I don't, I don't think they're, they're, they're not going to be trying to win anymore this year. If they, if they trade Aaron Rodgers at the point that I'm making, they're going to give Jordan love a chance and strip down the roster and, and build for the future if they if they move on from him. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think I actually do think Jordan Love looked pretty decent when he came in for a little bit. I think he looked a lot better than he did his rookie year when he came in for a little bit. So I think there is something to giving Jordan Love a chance. But I'm just saying if they don't feel like Jordan Love was ready, just hypothetically, because I do think that although the dead money situation does make you feel like, okay, we're not going to be good, I do think a team like the Seahawks kind of debunked that a little bit because no one had them being good. Obviously, they weren't great. But I think that there was a world that if the Seahawks thought they were going to be good, they actually could have been good because, you know, Smith was good. Yeah, that's fair. I just meant, like, the Packers would be in a situation where, like, is it just, like, let's, let me look at it now. Like, if they trade him, because they would trade him after June 1st for cap reasons, um, he would have, like, $15 million this season in a, in a dead money hit. And currently, hey, look, they're, all, currently all they're already is, like 15 minutes. So I'm just saying like financially, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going to be possible really for them to like swap yeah. Aaron Rodgers for another quarterback that makes like similar Aaron Rodgers money. They just wouldn't be able to field a football team really. Yeah, that's fair. I think, but also I think that there's a world where we look back and we realize the biggest detriment to the Packers last year was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, wow, that's, but, that's a spicy take. I mean, it's, it's, it's up there. I mean, I know their run defense wasn't good, but like just looking at their offense, I mean, they, they had everything like, Aaron Jones was great. Oh, I wouldn't say cool. yeah, everything on offense. Like they're they had some and injuries. They, they had some very they had some very significant offensive line injuries, and their pass catchers were just not good. Like their receivers. Well, relative were, were not... relative to everything that an average team takes to win, they had everything you needed except good quarterback play. Nah, they were not. I wouldn't they agree were, with that, bro. Aaron nah. Rodgers was their receivers not, playing are not good, and their offensive line I wasn't think, good. I don't know. I mean, Christian Watson ended up being good. I mean, I mean, like he caught a bunch of touchdowns, but you look at his numbers. He, you know, he was catching yeah, red zone of, touchdowns. I mean, he was a he good fantasy even, player. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but down he, he wasn't even he wasn't even on the field in the first half. He of had six hundred yards. 
I mean, yeah, he wasn't on the field the first half of the year. Yeah, but I wouldn't say the, pa- the Packers did not have a good setup on offense. Like, and, and Aaron Rodgers still played. He had thirty six hundred yards and twenty six. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen. <laughs> he wasn't bad. I mean, he was. I've seen. I saw him miss a lot of throws. I'm just saying that for one, especially when the in the regard that we consider Aaron Rodgers to be, I've seen quarterbacks of a similar caliber do a lot more with what equivalent talent that he had, like Lamar Jackson, for example. That's all I'm saying. Well, and we're mean, gonna hold him to know, a high not, degree. He's, he's not prime, you know, Lamar all right, Jackson. See, right. Well, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. see. The, the, look, so that's what I'm saying. We gotta get. We gotta come to an agreement on if Aaron Rodgers is elite, then we need to hold him to an elite standard. Because I've seen elite quarterbacks have a similar roster build that he had on offense and, and do, do what, a lot though? more. But where a did lot they, more than him. What did they do? They didn't do anything. They didn't win. I mean, even Lamar Jackson, he didn't win no, no playoff games. He won one playoff Okay, but game. at least they went to the playoffs. Not missing yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Packers got a, They got eliminated they in the, the last. Yeah, but on yeah. the last game yeah, they of the got season. A, yeah, like by the Lions. Problems. By the Lions. They were good. We got we to gotta be oh, honest. Oh the Lions were good this year. No. They were. They no. were. Down to half. Yes, they were. They were a good team. Shifting this to basketball. If the Lakers got eliminated in the last game of the year by, like, the fucking Kings, you're not going to care how good the fucking Kings are. They're the Kings. Like, that's your little brother. Like, it doesn't matter how good they are. It's just off principle. You're not supposed to let them beat yeah. you in a big game like that. And that's the same thing what I'm saying with the Lions. But moving on to NBA, because I don't want to make this whole thing about NFL. <laughs> the Ky- Kyrie got traded today. Where are, you, where are you putting the Mavs right now in the West? Uh... I mean, where are they right now? The West is so jump. The West is so jumbled that everybody's like two games between. Let me let me see where they are in terms of. Yeah, they're like six or right now. Let me let me just double check because it changes every. Uh, they're, they're in that area. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, they're six. They're half a game, yeah. half a game out of the play-in. So like, right. Um, fifth. <laughs> like, I don't think it. Like, <laughs> I don't think it like drastically alters how I view the Mavericks. And like I'm not like obviously they got better like like Kyrie Irving is better than Spencer Dinwiddie and um, Finney Smith obviously right. but just when you look at the makeup of the team like I, I think there's going to be an acclimation period of Luca and Kyrie figuring out how to play with one another like Kyrie has experience filling into that role because he had to basically play shooting guard next to James Harden he was basically a shooting guard with the Cavaliers uh, next to LeBron. But Luca has never really had a guard on his team. The closest thing is Jalen Brunson, and he ain't nowhere near Kyrie Irving in terms of usage rate or how he plays. And so I think it's going to be an adjustment for Luca, and Kyrie unavoidably is going to be affected by that. And I think on the defensive end of the ball, it's just going to like, – they're going to figure it out offensively just because I think they're too – both of them are too skilled not to. Um, and, and obviously, I, I think – I mean, I guess Kyrie didn't really have a choice in being traded to the Mavericks, but I think he wants to make it work so he can maximize his dollars this offseason wherever he is. Um, but defensively, I think it's going to be an issue just because, like, Luka, like, he's a big body, but he he's he's ass on defense. Like, when it really, really matters <laughs> in terms of, like, actually having to guard somebody, he's not guarding anybody. Kyrie Irving, like, he's okay at times, but usually he's, like, a below-average defender. And then, like, they don't they don't really have, like, they don't have a rim protector that scares you. Like, they don't really have, like, front court defensive players or, like, these wings that are locked down defenders. And so I think in terms of of, – because they're trying to – I mean, they've already been a playoff team, you know? Like, they've won a playoff series. Like, like they've kind of been that that four to five C type team who might win a playoff series and then gets eliminated. And I don't really think this changes anything because when you get into the playoffs and you're going against those upper echelon teams – like the fact that you can't guard 
it's going to get exploited. And you can like, you know, either one of those players, whether it's Luca or Kyrie, you can go at either one of them and, and have a lot of success, you know, on, on offense. And so I, I think ultimately they're still going to end up in the same place, like getting eliminated in like around the second round. I still think it's a move worth making just because the upside is a lot higher than what their current roster was. Like I, I think Luca could only do so much and we've seen that in the playoffs in recent years. And so at least giving him a guy in Kyrie Irving that I know his playoff history hasn't been the best since, you know, he left the Cavaliers, but we know what he can be in the playoffs on, on that big stage when you need it. And so at least you right. give yourself somebody else that, if Luca is fucking tired because he's doing everything, or if he, even if he has off night, you know, for, for for you know he doesn't do that too often. But if he does, you have another guy that can go get you a bucket when it matters. And so, I think uh, I think it makes sense a lot a lot of sense from the Mavericks end. I just don't really view them that much differently when it comes to competing for a, a championship. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. I think you pretty much covered it all. I mean, I think that. The first thing I you have to say, I think, before you even get into this trade, is that they should have just pay, uh, paid Jalen Brunson from the beginning to begin with. Uh, you know, then you still would have had someone who was more at least reliable, and you wouldn't have had to trade Dinwiddie and Dorian. Finney. Like you could have just had Brunson. You know, like this trade is to me. I look at this trade as like you had to trade Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Spencer Dinwiddie to get Kyrie. Like that's that's damn near how I have to look at it. Would you not do that? Uh, I mean, it makes it a lot more even. It doesn't. It's definitely not steel. You know what I mean? Like that's that's one. I actually don't know if I would have if I would do that. A first round pick, Galen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie for Kyrie. I I'm not. I don't think I would do that actually. Um, not to say that it's indefensible if you would, but like I think it's a little too like. What am I getting from this to just to do it? I don't know. I, I would just rather just have just pay Brunson like. 80% of what you're paying Kyrie, 75% of what you're paying Kyrie when you when you have to give Kyrie that four-year $200 million max. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I it's, I mean, I think at the end of the day, though, no matter what, like, even if they even if they still had Brunson, regardless, like, they have some some big holes on the roster um, to get to be consistently past, you know, the second round. Uh, I mean, but they do have Luka, you know, and I think Luka and Kyrie, like, that's a deal that can definitely you know fill in a lot of holes uh so i mean i don't want to write them off altogether but i think i think i think i won't you know make any final determinations because i do think that they have another trade to make with uh christian wood yeah they gotta get some their bench is is not moving like their best bench player is probably dwight powell or davis no i mean yeah i mean they do got a couple young guys that i like that i think this will give some more playing time too, like uh, Jaden Hardy and uh, Josh Green. I actually do think like they haven't gotten a lot of consistent playing time, so they're not regarded in a, in a high manner. But I actually think that they can they can replace a lot of what you were getting from from the two veterans that they ended up trading. Obviously, not the same, but something. Like it's not like they have nobody, in my opinion. But those yeah, guys are gonna have to prove it. I think they need some. They need some 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 defend defenders like whether it's yeah, i mean josh green court. is a defender josh green is one guy but i'm just saying josh green yeah. can step in his thing is defend. just like at least when i've seen him when it's when he gets in there he can't do shit on offense so like he can't just yeah. be a void on that side of the ball and like be somebody that you can practically play when it comes to playoff time you know what i mean so, i mean that's fair but if you but if you have if you have to if he's giving you that much on defense having Kyrie and luca can definitely make up that difference 
Yeah. Uh, if you have one guy who isn't giving you much, but again, I think I think Christian Wood has some value as an expiring contract. Um, and so I think they'll get something. I think they might be able to get like another wing or or a, a, a big or something. I think that I think they'll be able to get something. Yeah, um, I think I, I would feel better about it for sure if they did do that. I still don't think I would view them as like. But the thing that they have on their side is that the West this year, like, there's not really any team that's like, oh yeah, that's the top dog. Like, like we just found out today in other news, like Steph Curry, he's going to be out for a few weeks with a knee injury or a leg injury. I guess I should say. I don't, I don't know if they specified that he he yeah had it was, it yeah was some type of yeah yeah, yeah some tendon and, situation. And, and right now, the the one seed is the Nuggets, but like, I mean, you know, like. Yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can beat the Nuggets. Like I can see Kyrie and Luca going crazy and beating the Nuggets for sure. Like I, I can definitely envision that. The Clippers, they're never on the court. You know what I mean? So like, who hey knows? man, Kawhi, Kawhi looks good. Yeah, he always looks good, and you know, and, and I mean, he looks—he looks good. He does look really good. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, he looks I mean, really good. I, I've never questioned anything about Ky- or not Kyrie, uh, Kawhi Leonard, the basketball player. It's just about availability, and I've—I haven't seen him be available since he won a championship in Toronto. And so, like, I got to hey, see man. that again. Before, hey, I'm just saying, I'm saying. So, like, and there was a reason why the Clippers were one of the teams trying to trade for Kyrie. Like, even with them both, they feel like they have to carry too much of a workload. And probably Well, they the just don't example, have a point guard. Yeah, the, and probably the best example of that is, is the, the, you know, I know it's the bubble, but, like, in 2020, they had that 3-1 lead, and then Kyrie and – not Kyrie, God, Jesus Christ. Kawhi and Paul George down the stretch, like, they didn't have any gas left. I think that's why they shot so terribly down the stretch in that series. And so – I mean, the point is, Clippers are not like, you know, like, yeah, we just can't yeah, no. beat them. Grizzlies, you know, like, they're kind of up and down. John Morant, I, 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 I think he's a great player, but his lack of a, a consistent jumper and, and shot-creating ability in the playoffs still, and he doesn't really have a second go-to bucket guy. He has some shooters around him, guys that can hit an open shot, but, like, in terms of, like, creating some off the Yeah, I, I can't see a team with Dylan Brooks in the starting five when yeah, like, and so like there's I can't, I can't see that. And maybe the Suns, if they get healthy again, maybe they could become the team we see. But we just saw what the Mavericks did to them boys last year, and so that was without Kyrie Irving. And so like there's there's really nobody in the West that like they can't beat theoretically. I don't think they're gonna you know make the finals, but they could. And I think you know as currently constructed before the Kyrie trade, I didn't feel as great about that because it was really just Luca and his homeboys. But now that he has a second <laughs> star rolling with him, like somebody, like I said, that can, like Kyrie, like, like I know, like he's had a a crazy season, but and a lot of it to his own doing because of, you know, hey, he's been hooping this year. No, no, that's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. Like he is playing fucking magnificent. <laughs> like he is, like I, I ain't seen him play like this in a minute, you know what I'm saying? In terms of like consistently without missing a bunch of games with the injury or whatever it may be. And so, like, if he can be that next to what Luca is doing this season, like, like basically doing, like some LeBron type stuff, you know, in terms of his stat line, like they could be anybody really in the West in, in any given series if they get hot enough. And so I think that's the thinking behind making this kind of trade. You know, we can debate value and you know, but I, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think they were as dangerous last year with that with Brunson with Dinwiddie et cetera in the playoffs as they are now with Luke and Kyrie. When you have a duo like that, like your your team may not be that great. You have two players who can just take over a game really at any given moment. That gives you a far better chance, in, in my opinion, to make that sort of championship run that obviously they're trying to do by making a trade like this. Yeah, I wonder how. I just wonder how long. Like, is Kyrie going to be chilling now that he's here? Like, it, like save Dallas pays him. Like, is he just going to be chilling? Like, we're just going to see him on the court now. Like, is it just? Or is it just like what else can happen now that he's on a new team? You know, like, I, I it's 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 he's like a. 
ticking time bomb almost. Not yeah. that he does even not even that I disagree with some of the stuff that he does or whatever, but like no matter what it is, like it is disrupting a team. You know what I mean? Like it's just like oh some like some shit people gotta talk about now, you know, even if it's just you know, justified or whatever. Like like I think for him to like to ask for a trade was justified given how the contract situation was going. You know, I think people what if he didn't if he didn't demand a trade at any walking free agency where people are not gonna be mad at him then, like people still would have been mad. So I mean, you tell him like, hey, if anything, I felt like that was giving him a favor. If he felt like I'm not coming back, so you might as well trade me now and get something because you're not gonna get anything when I walk. I thought that was actually kind of courteous, you know. But mm-hmm. it's still disrupting the team no matter what, you know. So it's just like, when is he gonna do that again? Yeah, and I mean, speaking on that, his divorce with with the Nets, I don't really blame him for that because I like, guess the net, but on the Nets end, like you went all in on this duo of Kyrie and KD when you brought them both there with, with KD having a torn Achilles. We we see now what he, he's still KD, but we didn't know then necessarily that we had never seen somebody play at that level coming off an Achilles tear. And they went all in on that, knowing that he wasn't going to play at all that first year. You go trade for James Harden, and you change trade James Harden for Miss Like, y'all, y'all are so neck deep in this in this structure of this <laughs> team. And now all of a sudden you're going, yeah, I don't know, Kyrie. We can't – I don't think we can really do the contract – why not? You already traded all your picks till 2031. Like, like you can gave gave all these super maxes and done all kinds of crazy shit for the scene. Fired a head coach, partly because the duo ain't like them. Like, why well, you, have, you know, why you have stuff I mean, in there? Like, I mean, they, because they, you know there's a bigger thing. Them. I mean, the bigger thing is from this is though, Kevin Durant is out of there. Like, it may not happen now, but he well, ain't no way, I, ain't no way in hell he finna stick around for that shit without because well, he didn't he didn't come to Brooklyn to play for the Nets came to Brooklyn to play with Kyrie Irving. And when you take away Kyrie Irving and you look around at the roster, it ain't like it's, you know, ain't like James Harden still there hooping with him. You got Ben Simmons. He's off with knee soreness for a mysterious knee injury that somehow doesn't show up on an MRI or X-ray. Like, like well, I think, just... I, and I think they knew all this. I think that this was saying, like, oh, like we tried. You know what? This didn't work, you know? For whatever reason, even if it's their own fault, you know, they're, they're just like, hey, we just got to do something else. This isn't happening. I, and that's you know I think I think that everything you're saying is true, and I think that they were aware of that when they made this decision. They're yeah. aware of that when they didn't offer Kyrie the full max. Yes, yeah, fair. I mean, like, like I, I get you know if you're if if you if you know it's over, go ahead maximize your your assets that you get back. Trade Kyrie now, trade KD in offseason, but it's still on you for like it ending up that way. You know what I mean? So like, I don't really like I, I know some people are like crediting him for getting something for Kyrie Irving and that stuff today, but it's like no, like. Y'all bungled this situation. Like this is like the worst super team we've ever seen, in my opinion. But like back to the, the the Mavericks in terms of them, I guess we could say taking a risk on Kyrie because he is, you know, like whether it's his injury history, like he's been unavailable a lot of times because of you know like things that weren't in his control. I guess technically, like getting hurt, but also like you said, he's randomly taking breaks for mental health and um, you know like doing his old weird. Just, like Hebrew, black Hebrew stuff, you know, early this season, they, they got him suspended mm-hmm. for a minute. So like, you, you never really know with him, but there's no, there's nothing like the things that they gave up. It's not like they gave up like some Rudy Gobert package to get him. Like he gave up a first round pick, which one first round pick in NBA now basically means nothing, especially when it's in 2029 or whatever it is. And right. like Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie and, and Finney Smith are fine, but there's like, I ain't tripping up or losing them. So it's like, even if it's a rental, 
you might as well check it out and see. And like, if it doesn't go well, or if he's wilding out, if he's beefing with Luca or Jason Kidd, he don't like him being a tough coach or, you know, whatever it is like, okay, you can part ways this off season. Like let him go sign with, you know, whoever's going to give him that max. Like, I, I guess if that team exists, maybe it doesn't, um, but there's nothing like they're, they aren't tethered to Kyrie Irving. And he's also not like the centerpiece of their team. Their centerpiece is Luca. It's always going to be Luca is his team. And so Kyrie is more of a supplemental piece around him. And so like, if it doesn't work out and you end up losing him this off season, like, obviously it's not ideal. You know, you just, I guess you could say you wasted some, some assets, but it, it also doesn't like cripple. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's worth the, it's just a risk. Yeah. It's just look, man, like they weren't as pleasantly constructed. They weren't, it's not like they blew up some championship team. Yes. Yeah. Hey, let's take a chance. Yeah, you might as well because like they knew, like we all knew they ain't winning no chip with the team as it was beforehand. Now it's like I don't know, I don't think you are, but maybe you know. What I mean, mean? yeah, <laughs> like, you can't rule it out. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared to say no all yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, so like that's upgrade for me. That's worth it, you know. Yeah. So maybe you catch lightning yeah. in the bottle. No, nah, that's a fact. But all right, so now you know, but you know, there's another piece to this. With the with the there, you know, there wasn't the Mavs weren't the only Kyrie suitor. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that voice, you know, you know it's coming up. But, you know, the Lakers have been uh, in talks and rumors with, with Kyrie pretty much for almost a year now. Like, even, you know, before this year started, you know, coming into the year, there were, there were talks and, and of this and that and Russell Westbrook and all those things. And, you know, they say that the Lakers, you know, were reportedly ready to offer, you know, Westbrook in the full package with the two first-round picks, but they wanted Kyrie to sign a two-year deal. Uh, which I assume, I guess, is the lineup in some way with LeBron and AD all at the same time. I, I guess. I don't know. Or they just didn't trust him. I don't know. Uh, and if he didn't want to agree to that, which I'm sure he didn't, they were going to offer, I guess, not their 100% best package. So a lot of people have taken this as the Lakers not what, what, trying their hardest to win now, you know. So I don't know. You're, you're a Lakers fan here. You're, you're clearly uh, – I'm sure you have opinions. Yes, it's 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 over, man. It's over. It's over. You know, this this current iteration of the team, like you know, there is no more going for the championship with this group. I think this makes that very clear. Like, like I said about the Nets, they were half stepping. It's like, like uh, I mean, at this point, I mean, you you traded for Russell Westbrook, like, like, like on a supermax. What, what are we worried about? Uh, committing to Kyrie Irving now with, with what I think would, would have been the best trio in the league, like arguably, like as you could say some other teams were. Like you at least – and they're in a hole this season. Like like they would have to get back into playoff contention, let alone start talking about a championship and kind of figure things out on the fly. But, I mean, I, I, if you just stay put – like we see – the boys just lost to the Pelicans yesterday with no Zion. Like – Yeah, I've seen the Pelicans that lost, what, 11 straight? Man, this team is going fucking nowhere, dog. So, like, if you just don't do anything, which if you ain't willing to trade two first for Kyrie Irving, like, what else are you going to trade two first for that's available? Like, nothing. And so you're just going to keep this current group together and just keep losing. And it's not like you get a pick for it because guess what? Traded that to the Pelicans. So it's just, it's just like, this, this, this is pointless. And, like, after another pointless season, I can't I, – I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if LeBron asked out this offseason. Like demands a trade. Like I know he's under contract next season, and, and I know that sounds crazy trading LeBron James, but like, why would he want to stay here? And you know, oh, like, I, I I would be very surprised if he demanded a trade. I mean, I I think that he enjoys living in Los Angeles. Like I don't I don't like yeah, I don't think that, he's at, he's bro. He's about to be forty. I just don't think that he's at the point where he's like 
going to, like, Miami Heat it, like, ring chase, quote-unquote, or, like, find the best team. Or I, mean, I don't he, think he's going to do that. What does he plan? I mean, because he's going to get the, the, the scoring title here in, like, the next week. Like, if you're not winning a champ, what is he playing for? I mean, he still has Anthony Davis. But, like, this team you know, is going to win. Like, what are they going to do? Like, they, I mean, they, well, have a Mac, they have a max I mean, slot, they, but who's available this offseason? Well, I mean, I don't know. At least they have, you know – more cap room to make more trades. I think you just stay there off the hope that you can make the Lakers good again. I don't, I, I don't, I don't just don't think. My, my thing is just this iteration of management, Rob Kalinka running things. What have they shown to LeBron James? And I, I, I ain't, and I, I mean, trust me, anything, I'm, not, I'm not absolving him from, because he played a big role in him trading for Russell Westbrook and putting together this trash ass team that they got now. So a lot of that is his fault as well. But even within that, like, the moves that they made around him, like some of the like Kendrick Nunn and like some of the other like Patrick I mean, Beverly. Look, look, like... I'm, I'm saying I, I can't argue you on anything in terms of the ineptitude of the Lakers basketball wise and why you would want to get away from that dumpster fire. That is like the 20 people in the front office all trying to make decisions at the same time. I'm saying that LeBron wants to like be in Hollywood and be a business person is his younger son is still in high school. Like it's, Sierra Canyon like I just think that he wants to be a family man in LA and play for the Lakers and have fun and like get stats and like like everything at this point like past year 20 yo he's just playing for he's just playing to extend the scoring streak out so that no one can catch him like for Lakers legacy of points like he's just out there cooling like if anything this is like a semi-retirement like all you you can just get the hoop no one's expecting you to win because you know the front office sucks and not giving you a good team. Everything you do is positive. Like it's like it's all it's all gravy, bro. He's like forty. Like he just wants the hoop. Uh, well, like that's fine for him. But like as a yeah, Lakers no, fan, as as yeah, a Lakers fan, fuck that shit. Like what? what oh, like, yeah. you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, what do I want to do that for? Like that's well, okay, well that's a different. Like, that's, you know, I mean, like I was. I mean, I was just. I was just saying why. I, I mean, I'm just going off of what he because he seems like. Like his long rants randomly in press conferences about like I ain't going it like this, like I want to win. Yeah, that's the only reason why I said like that whole. I mean, that's just what he said. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just all I'm going off of. LeBron. But LeBron like, say a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like for me as Lakers <laughs> fan, like I know it sounds crazy, but like if 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 unless we finna unless there's somebody that we finna go get next off season that like is gonna create another big three, we might as well blow it up because what else are we doing? Like what are, what are we doing here? Like we're just we're just gonna be like. A it's temp, hard to blow it's, seed every year. It's, it's hard. It's hard to blow it up and potentially like be bad for a year. For example, uh, you know, because I don't, I don't, I just don't know what you would get for LeBron and AD outside of like a lot of picks. You know, like I don't know what players you they would be getting a lot back. Of picks. I mean, that's true, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to do that when you don't have your own picks. You know, like your your entire like rebuild or tank process is on the backs of like you can't even tank your way into a, a good pick like you yeah. gotta hope another team does that yeah i mean but it's, i mean that's the bit that is that just reiterates why like why are y'all half stepping like just do it like we're all like you're already fucked like you're already like <laughs> neck deep in this so if Kyrie wants four years fine Kyrie. Take these four years. <laughs> like you just gotta do it at this point. Like I don't get the point of them trying to like act like they can play the middle. There is no middle. You can't. There is no pivot point. Like you're stuck. So just do the best thing you can do. And the best thing they could do was trade for Kyrie Irving. And like yeah, I, now, I just I don't, I don't know what the move is. Like what, what I, I have no idea what the move is. Well, you know, like I said, I think that they I think they really want to like. I don't know, have some cap space in the offseason or something and like feel like they can like rebuild it or something like just rebuild, like just continue to just like get better role players around LeBron and AD versus the third star. Like, I think 
even though Russell Westbrook was the worst possible person to have as your third star, I just don't think that it doesn't seem like at least it's just, I mean, I, it's not like I have any knowledge on this. It just doesn't seem like they want to add a third star. Like, I don't think that they want to pay like the luxury tax for it. I don't think that they want to like, I just don't think they want to construct a roster that way. Cause you looked again when they won a ring, it was the two guys, you know? So I think they're just like, all right, let's just try and like not do the three star thing again. Yeah. But my thing about the Lakers, like if they don't think they need a third star, well, y'all should have known that two years ago when you won a championship and, like, the only reason why you took a step back next year mostly was because AD and Bron got hurt. Like, the team was fine. And we saw that in the playoffs. Like, against the Suns, like, they started to, like, have the advantage in that, se- that series until, you know, AD, you know, re-aggravated his groin injury that he had. And so, like, there was no need for them to panic and go get Russell Westbrook. Like, it was it was absolutely, like, unnecessary. And, like, originally they weren't going to. Like, I have to give credit to Polinka. Like, he was just going to swing the Buddy Hill trade. You know, and and trade out Kyle Kuzma, they still would have probably been able to keep Alex Alex Caruso and KCP and some other, you know, some some cap flexibility with the team moving forward. But you know, LeBron AD made that call and was pushing for Westbrook, and Palinka folded. And so, like, there's accountability on both sides for it, both in terms of Brian. Yeah, we need a we need we need a a thirty for thirty on that because no one is like no one is taking any blame. I haven't heard one person say it was their idea for that trade. Yeah, but nobody, nobody, <laughs> I, wants to, I, nobody wants to take blame for that. Like, that you know that's what, what I'm saying. saying. We need, I, need, I, I want the truth. I feel like in retrospect, it's being put on Palinka more than anybody, but like people are just losing the fact that LeBron and AD were pushing for it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, I just, mean, that's true, but I think it gets put on it gets put on Palinka because, I mean, he, he pushes the button either way. Yeah, but if you don't listen he to LeBron... Told, he could have told LeBron and AD to fuck off. He yeah, but if you do that, then all of a sudden it goes the other way. And you're like, oh, wow, you didn't do it, LeBron and AD. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I get why he ended up folding. He shouldn't have folded. He should have folded, obviously. Yeah. Like, and, like, they probably... I'm, I mean... I, I At the end of the day, you got to sack up. If you make the trade and the team is doing well, what's LeBron and them going to say? Nothing. They're going to say sorry. Yeah, like, you yeah. were right. Like, at the end of the day, like, now if you – but, again, that's why you say you got to sack up. If you're the GM getting paid millions, bro, like, that's what you got to do. Because, again, like, in his height, it's like, fuck, if I trade for Buddy Hill and he comes in and it doesn't work, like, the heat's on me, blah, blah, blah. Bro, go with you, what you – at the end of the day, you're getting paid millions. Like, you just yeah. do what you want to do. Like, and, and they would have, you know, and they would have uh, apparently, like, according to DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan was going to come too. So, like, uh, man, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, well, such, it's, a crazy, drastic, it's, it's such a drastic it's, pivot from like great to like, what the fuck? Like, what, yeah, like, and it, it's crazy yeah. because the DeMar DeRozan piece, like, not to get, I'm going to get too deep into it, but I'll just say this is more so about DeRozan, just the fact that, you know, I guess people just weren't paying attention or looking at him. Like, once he got to the Spurs, his value or perceived, like, skill or whatever like it fell off i feel like almost when in reality i'm sitting there looking at him like yo like he's gotten actually a lot better like he actually got to a point where he was so good where i was like i actually don't feel terrible about trading Kawhi for him because like at least he's on the court every night and like you know what you're gonna get like it's more so the fact that the spurs didn't have a team around him more than anything and i could say the same thing for the bulls like he's actually good you know so it's just even but again like people weren't looking at him in that light, you know, when he was a free agent. Yeah. For better or worse. I don't, yeah, think people, I don't, I don't people, know if 
I don't know if Palinka was one. I mean, I don't think Palinka was one of those people because I'm sure Demar was hearing something from the Lakers side for him to be so confident that he was about to become a Laker. And so, well, yeah, if he was gonna uh, take yeah. a pay cut, I mean, I'm sure that the Lakers were like, we don't, you know, at that point, I'm gonna go fuck with you. Like, you're clearly good enough for this if you're gonna take a pay cut. Like, which I'm sure he would have given their cap situation. I don't think he would have been a, a third max player or anything. Uh, yeah. So it's just, I mean. Even if you don't get DeRozan, even if it's just a Buddy Hill trade, you're still better off right now than where you are. And so, like, the worst possible outcome, they achieved it somehow. With, yeah, because that's with, the thing with the Westbrook is because that there was no, there was no like, okay, like if this doesn't work out, we can do this. Like, no, that's it. Like, yeah, it's over. Like I said, like I said, <laughs> when we start talking about this, it, it's it's over. Like it's done. And it, and I, you know, like as soon as the Westbrook trade happened, I was immediately like, oh my god, like what? Are we, like, oh, I was losing my mind because I could see it coming and like. Ah oh, man, it's just they, you know, they, at least they got a championship, man. Whatever. They got they got one chip. So like, but they are screwed for like the next five years. <laughs> like, it is gonna be bad. But it's like, yeah, hold, uh, on, hold on, hold on tight to the to the bubble ring. Yeah. Hold on tight. You know, hey, I'm gonna is, say man. we we gonna be, y'all gonna be coming right back up with the Spurs. Hey, don't let the Spurs get this number one pick, man. Ah, right, here you go. Hey, yeah. I'm just saying, hey, Victor you know, since a, hey, since the lottery has changed the odds, there has not been one team that had the worst record and got the number one pick. So you think you're going to be the lucky one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? We're right in the mix. We're right in the mix. Why not? Why not? You know, We're... It'd be the most Spurs thing ever if they get the number one pick and, like, the top pick is like a, a foreign black dude from yeah, bro. It does and, make and, and, sense. And, and, it makes too much sense. <laughs> yeah, like it, it does make sense, but like I, I mean, I, for your sake, hopefully it happens. Like I guess, but I'd rather y'all get it than the Pelicans. Like I, I'd be so. I mean, the Lakers aren't that bad, but if they yeah. somehow did get it, I would just be. So oh yeah, fresh. that would. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah, that'd be bad. I mean, that would be a funny consolation prize for me at least. Especially if the Spurs still got like you know second or third because there's like three or four like really really obviously Victor Wembanyama is like you know Anthony Davis level prospect you know that's not that's not normal in a draft but there's a bunch of like like there's like three other dudes that are like Paolo Banchero level to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, smoke, look, uh, uh, Scoot, Scoot, Scoot Henderson. Yeah, he's, he's nice. The dude he, from I don't know if you don't if you watch any college basketball at all, but Brandon Brandon Miller from uh, Alabama. He's like six ten. He's he's like a I wouldn't say Ingram, but he's kind of like a six ten guard or whatever. Like he's tough. And then uh, a sore Thompson or Amen Thompson is like the I he's just like all potential. He kind of reminds me of like Jalen Green, you know, like I don't know, just a bit like an athlete, but like hasn't really played any real competition. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him, but his his highlights look really cool. Like he looks really cool on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, you don't have to get the number one overall pick to come out of this draft feeling pretty great. But obviously, if you can get the seven six alien or seven five, yeah. whatever he is, like you know. Yeah. But like, as long as the Pelicans don't get him, like I, I'll, I'll be able to. I mean, I got a chip, so like I'm cool at the end of the day. But like, it would really hurt my soul if they get Victor, <laughs> Victor and Zion and Brandon. Like, I, I would be crushed. And then, and then crushed. they win a ring in like two years. Yeah, that'd be rough. So. <laughs> <laughs> I need the opposite of that. To happen. Whatever the opposite is, I need that. That's that's fair. All right. Well, it's good talking to you. I know last of Last of Us is about to come on. I, episode three was great. I'm ready to watch episode. Episode four. three was ass. I want to say you're live. What? That's, it was, was great. No, it wasn't. You're, like you don't play. The, just, you, you haven't played the game. You haven't played the game. So, I know like, it's different from the game. But it's I saw like the drastically different. I know. Like, it's like I saw monument. It. I, 
Hey, like, let, 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 let me get on my shit right now. Let me, <laughs> oh, for one, they cut like all the action off the show. Like all the zombie fights, all the fights versus people. And I know some people haven't watched this, so I won't spoil it, but they cut a, they cut a lot of action, a lot of pivotal moments. Like Ellie is like fundamentally different because they took away a, 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 she's immune still, but like she's not immune the same way. And so it's kind of irrelevant because of the way that they changed the zombies. Like look, like, I'm like just they were going so far that, off the path. Different. Like it's it's that's, so that, don't say it's, that shit was a great. Good, that it's shit was a good great. show. It's, it's just not me. equivalent to the video game. It's just Yo, it's not good. Video game. That wasn't good. It was average. It's all right. It's cool. No, nah, it was good. I'm having a bad enough day, dog. Like, like, like I'm having a terrible <laughs> okay, day. Okay, I will say about the last of us. I know it was good. I'm not saying that it know. brought me to tears like how some people this were talking about it. Ass. It was not. It was look. It was good. Bill's story it, it was way attention. better in the game. It was way better in the game. See, you're comparing it to the game. Just because it's, it's, it's a video game. game show. What do you mean? <laughs> just because it's worse than the game doesn't mean it still can't be good. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it was so boring. Two it's things been, can be true. Why can't we both be right? It's been so boring. So, like, not just the last episode, but the first three episodes. Yeah, no, it did. Move, just, it did. It did. It is. It did move very slow. The first episode did. was kind of throwing me off. They got to. They got to get going. Like they. they no, that's that's they no. That's a fact. I mean, again, yeah. my initial statement was only about episode three. Episode one, I can't really. I didn't really enjoy it to be honest. Like people were just talking about it so much that I just was like, I'm gonna stick it out. But like, that was moving way too slow. I agree, especially for a zombie. Like, if this isn't a zombie apocalypse. It should not be moving this slow. Uh. So yeah, I, I I agree with the whole sentiment. I was just talking about episode three. That's all I said. That's the worst I one. Enjoyed episode three. A, I, mean, I don't think so. They minimalized my band so so bad, dog. Like like like, and it's not a. I know people are going to think it's because of that. It's not because the show is extremely like in that direction. Like I don't want to spoil. I can't spoil it really. But like Ellie, like various characters I mean, in the show. Like it's like it's a very progressive show. Yeah, There's nothing like wrong it's, with that. It's, it's tons of like representation in the game. That's not the issue. It's how they did it. Like that's not how that's not how he got his bars off. That's not it, it's not as even like Frank ain't go out like that. Frank went out like oh man. Bill ain't going I mean, out like they they just uh I, I can't I don't even want to I just hope the episode four is better, though. That's all I'm gonna say. I just, I just need them to pick it up. They gotta get going. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As someone who didn't play the game objectively, it was good. It just doesn't sound like it was as good as the game. That's all. You know. That's all I'm getting. And that's my thing. Is like you have the blueprint is here. Yeah, I, I thought it was. It was definitely super nasty from them to be like, you know what? I feel like we should do something different because they just had like their own version that they wanted to get off. I thought that was actually pretty nasty. It, it just felt for me like when like they were like, explaining. Yeah, it felt like a word hunting because like. Yeah, for if sure. If you just want to get the, because like I said, there's a, and I can't, like, there's something with Ellie later on that like is is the same thing in terms of that, but it's. Is way she just annoying better. in the game? Is she just annoying? She's in the not. Game? She's not like that. Like in the game, she has more layers to her. Like she, she definitely is. Like she, she's like a little spunky kid. Like she cusses a lot. She's sassy and all that. But she has more more depth to her in the game, and also like she has a element. Like it's not the same as the Bill story, but it's kind of mirrors the Bill story, um, in the game, and it's like. Is what they were trying to do with that episode, and they pulled it off way better. You'll see, they they include a version I'm a, of it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, when I get back in my my game and I get Red Dead Redemption again, and I I'll buy Last of Us players. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely worth it. But anyway, I'll, I'll give them a chance. Now. We'll we'll see if it's better. But yeah, we'll see. We'll 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 revisit this at the end of the season. How about that? Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Good talking to you. Appreciate you coming on. I gotta, gotta get uh, my shameless my shameless plug off. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I totally forgot. You have things to plug. We should have done this in the beginning. Yeah, that's probably. I guess you can edit it, but uh, I will. I will. I probably won't. But go ahead. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. So in terms of, because I feel like usually when we do this, like I have really nothing. <laughs> to, like, that's true. I, that's why I, just, I just, that's why I just, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. I was, I was like, but yeah, it's... just go check out the athletic. But actually, I have a, since we're on a podcast, it fits. Uh, I have a narrative podcast called Between the Lines coming out February 14th on the Athletic Football Show feed. <laughs> On the athletic, Spotify, Apple, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Outside of that, I don't know where else you would get it. But anyway, it's about race and NFL. It's a base it's basically looking at the black experience in the NFL all the way from players, coaches to executives, and just kind of overall how the league has failed um in terms of how it's handled diversity and pushed diversity forward, uh, examining how it's failed at the various levels, and then at the end of that, sort of looking forward to how it can stop failing and so it's it basically what i what i aim to do through it was take a topic that we talk about every year probably more so since kaepernick and the summer of george floyd than we used to but kind of add a another layer of humanity to it and kind of make it more personal through interviewing people who lived through it and so i interviewed over 30 people for it you know former players current players coaches executives people who've been around the league, worked in the league and kind of got their vantage point of this issue at various levels and kind of let them tell their story instead of just, you know, running through the same, there's only three black coaches or four or, you know, the league. Right, right. Put some names in the Yeah. Yeah. And so to sort of like make it, make you feel it a little bit more than just some numbers you can skim over, you know, in the middle of your day. And so hopefully it come across, but I'll find out when it comes out on, on Valentine's Day, having some romantic discussions about race. So, <laughs> yeah, so that'll be a great, yeah, great uh, dinner table uh, topic. You know, get the get the day off on Valentine's Day. Uh, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll put the link of the podcast like on Twitter. You know, so people or not the link, the the link to the to the uh, I guess the press release. Uh, the podcast isn't officially out yet, right? Um, but I, I've listened to it. Um, it's good. I can vouch for it. It's definitely a good podcast. Um, you know, it it's entertaining, but also enlightening. I think that's the you know that's always the the goal for a lot of this stuff is to you know strike that balance of you know being fun, but also having somebody learn something new. So I felt like it accomplished it. I enjoyed it. Anybody you know, obviously you listen to this, listen to podcasts. You enjoy podcasts. You would enjoy that podcast as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's all. That's all I got for it. Cool. Cool. Appreciate you, my boy. Thank you for making me depressed with Lakers talk. Um, No worries. You know, it'll, it's only the beginning. It's the Lakers get closer and closer. You see this this dynamic? Like, I I was like, I hope y'all get Wimby. And and I'm like over here depressed about Lakers. He's like, it's only the beginning. It's only going to get worse. Thanks. I appreciate it. Like, thank you. To be fair, okay. You don't, you don't. That doesn't expose anything because if the Spurs, if someone else got Wimby, you wouldn't care as long as it's not the Pelicans. You don't care that it's the Spurs. You just care that it's not the Pelicans. Well, yeah, but like, that like doesn't matter. No, that's it doesn't relevant. matter. Oh. No, it's that's uh, it's very relevant. It's, uh, there's it's... no, there's no. I hope the Spurs do well. That's not what it is. It's I hope the Pelicans don't do well. It's nothing but fielding hate towards a different direction. That's all it is. Well, at least don't the hate isn't make... directed towards you. You're I don't directing hate. You're directing hate directly towards me. That's. I mean that. I look. If you don't, if you want to denounce the Lakers, then it won't be towards you. That's your. This is a personal choice you're making. But like you know, you're over here with this bullshit. Like it doesn't matter what what the route is. The outcome is what matters. The look, outcome, you can you can you can denounce something something that could change the course of your franchise for the next fifteen years could happen. I'd be happy for you, but you are actively rooting for the downfall of my the only team that I like. I don't have any other teams 
I can't. You could can just can't, not can't. like the Lakers. You could just not I, like the Lakers. Yeah, I could this. just I could just retire from sports fandom overall. But where is the fun in that? That's, that's a lot of the, the fun in sports is being a fan and you know the highs and lows that come with it. And you're trying to rob me of that. I'm not robbing you of anything. I'm I'm giving you the lows, and if one day you get the highs, you know it'll feel that much more. So you're welcome. This is insane. All right, whatever. I'm, I'm sick of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's something to think about. Just chew on that. All right. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy watching LeBron pass Kareem while we're thirty. Exactly, we're thirty and fifty, and then fucking (laughs) heading towards getting nothing for it because we don't got no goddamn draft picks. How would you be grateful? You have three Hall of Famers on your roster right now. You think? How many teams say that? I ain't even finna. It's fine. Sure. Yes, yeah, we do. <laughs> I mean, you know, just giving you the facts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's highly enjoyable to have these three Hall of Famers on my basketball team. I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Spurs could never. Yeah. I remember, I remember when the Spurs had three Hall of Famers. Good times. Yeah, they won five championships. They weren't – what are we right now? 23 and 28? Just lost to the the worst team in the league for the last time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's the ref's fault. Y'all should be the four seed. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Blame, just blame, blame the refs. It's not LeBron's fault. It's not Rob Lincoln's fault. It's not Russell Westbrook's fault for being ass. You, like, you didn't see you know, LeBron get fouled? You didn't see LeBron get fouled? I, yeah, you did. You did. You did. You did. You know, I also saw Russell Westbrook, who they traded, you know, and paying $50 million go overtime, just decide that he was, you know, 28 again and, and try to take off from under the basket and just threw the shit off the bottom of the rim. You know, I saw that too, but like, you know, whatever. Whatever, like the game was over at that point, right? Because he didn't get, you know, he didn't get the foul calls. So we just give up, you know what I mean? So it's this, this is like I, I have, I didn't think, I never thought after that Dwight year, I didn't think I could hate a team more. I, I was, I was wrong. I was so wrong. Even the years where it was hopeless, like it was just the young Lakers and Kobe was injured every year. It was just like, all right, I know we're gonna be bad. It's fine. Like, it's cool. Like we have no hope. We got AD and LeBron James. And we still got no hope. That is a, you know how hard that is to do. <laughs> like, like, like what? A, oh man, this team is so bad. I, I, this is gonna be. Oh awesome. man, I'm sorry. Well, you know, once the trade deadline's over with, we see what the roster's finally about to be. We'll we'll revisit this. No, we won't. I'm not talking about them no more. I'm watching no more games the rest of the season. But... When you, you, I don't. How many times have you said that? Yeah, but this is like the final nail. Like, because like, <laughs> Kyrie wanted to come. <laughs> like, this isn't like when we were like photoshopping jerseys on homies that didn't have any desire to be. You know what I'm saying? Like Lamarcus Aldridge in them days. Like, nah, he was. He wanted to come, and they was like, ah, you know. We'll just stay the same. Like, no, it's this is. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I'm done for the season. Like, I might come back after. But I'm done for the rest of the year. I'm cool. Oh man! All right. Well, we'll we'll talk NBA at a later date. Nonetheless, if the Lakers come up, it'll be on accident. That's fine. That's fine. I can I can, I can accept that. All right. Perfect. All right. Good talking to you. I'll see you around, my guy. All right, bro.